We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, as you've noticed, this is not an episode of the Heapie Podcast, even though you hear my voice. And you're probably wondering, what the hell is Mixed Bag? Mixed Bag is a show developed by our own Tiffany Meeks, Reality Check Master, and Brian M. Not Brian Goins, Brian M., Shadow Producer. You may have heard us talk about him. Some big shout out to him because without him, Modern Heapie will not exist. He's truly the brains and the power behind a lot of what we do. Uh, so Tiff and Brian came to me and they had this idea for this mailbag type show and they pitched it to me. And as soon as I heard it, I absolutely loved it. And we worked on getting it off the ground. It's streaming twice a month on our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Miami Heat Beat. And we're going to post it on the pod feed because it's so good that I think that the pod audience also deserves kind of exposure to this. And it's also going to be on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Miami Heat Beat. So don't worry, it's on all our platforms, but you know, I just want to introduce you guys to this new concept, and that's why you're hearing my voice before this great, great episode of Mixed Back. Now, the, you, the maybe a little dated. Um, this was recorded last week. I, however, was on vacation. I had a friend over in Miami, and I was kind of off, and then I flew to Denver to hit the slopes up in Keystone. Uh, I fell a lot. I snowboarded, and I got very, very hurt, uh, as you can imagine how funny it would be to watch me snowboard. So without further ado, please enjoy the very, very first episode of Mixed Bag. Hey. Thank you all for coming. Happy to have you here. You know who I am. It's Tiffany. I'm joined by the great Sports Illustrated writer, Rohan. Rohan, say hi to the people. What's up? Thank you for having me, Seth. I'm excited to be on your first episode. Uh, we'll see if you're still happy by the end, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And we also have uh, <laughs> we also have our distinguished shadow producer, Brian M. Brian M., introduce yourself to the people and let them know what they should be expecting. What's up, guys? Um, you guys don't normally see me on the streams. Uh, I will be popping in um, now and again. Just wanted to let you guys know um, we do have a command in the chat uh exclamation point makes bag just explain that we're going to be taking questions from the chat throughout the episode so put them in there i'll be grabbing them all throughout the show so that way they don't know what questions they will be answering um so put those in if you want to prioritize your question you can use your resub message to send in a question or even a donation it could be a dollar 50 cents whatever just a donation to submit your questions and they'll be able to get to them sight unseen, which is a lot more fun than if they knew ahead of time. All right. Are we ready? We ready to roll? So uh, as I said, Rohan, I've been kind of, ready. I've been, I've been Twitter stalking you. I've been Twitter stalking you. So I want to talk a little bit about how far okay. you think uh, this iteration of the Heat team can go. How far do you think they can go? Because obviously we know they're going to be in the playoffs. We already know that, right? So how far do you think they can go in the playoffs and why? I mean, I think any team in the East, uh, Miami included, I mean, not any team, the top five, right? I think there's a top five that separated itself. That's Milwaukee, Philly, mm -hmm. Miami, Boston, I think Brooklyn, as long as they have Kevin Durant, it has to be in that group. I think the Heat can go as far as the finals. I really do. It's just going to be so matchup dependent. Um, I think there are some teams that, 
might lose in the first round, depending on who they play. Other teams that could make it to the finals mm-hmm. if, if the matchups break the right way. So I, I th- definitely think the Heat can make the finals. They're capable. I, I don't think that any team in the East is so far out in front of them. I mean, obviously they are in first place. Uh, at the same time, I do think there are a couple matchups that are going to be harder for them uh, than others, and it might just depend, you know, what team they get in what round. Right. Um, for instance, which which team do you think poses uh, the biggest opposition? You know, I, I, there's an argument for every team in the East about why uh, they specifically would give Miami trouble. And one team I've had my eye on is Boston. Mm-hmm. You just look at what historically has given this version of the Heat trouble. It's teams that can switch uh, defensively, teams that can uh, throw length at Jimmy Butler. You look at Boston, uh, they have six great defenders between Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford, Rob Williams, and Derek White. Uh, they can switch all those guys. Um, it, you know, the Heat, as good as their offense has been at times, it's been top 10 for practically the entire season. Uh, they've had struggles. We've mm-hmm. gone over this late in games. Uh, Jimmy's not someone who is great at attacking switches all the time. Bam is not someone who's great at attacking switches all the time. Uh, Tyler Hero, uh, we've seen him struggle against teams that are able to pressure him uh, from half court, full court, et cetera. So I think Boston has the ingredients defensively to give Miami trouble. And then offensively, uh, Boston has been a great team, but Tatum, I think, is dangerous enough of a scorer that, you know, even though his pull-up shooting numbers have been down this right. season, do you want to get in a in a showdown with him in a playoff game? I don't know that you do. Right, right. Um, it's funny because I definitely think uh, Boston does pose a hell of a matchup for them. Um, and and I kind of let's kind of look at look at Brooklyn and let's kind of let's just play that what if game. Let's play the what if if they have Kyrie, if they have Ben. Um, what kind of matchups do you see where Miami can? you know, beat them in a seven-game series? What are the matchups that you would look at as far as on the court? So I think one thing Miami has going for it against Brooklyn is offensively, I think Miami's going to be in a better position against that team, against most other teams in the league. Uh, Even with as good of a perimeter defender as Ben Simmons is, if you put Ben on Jimmy Butler, for example, um, Mm -hmm. Brooklyn is so switch-heavy, you have the opportunity to get Ben to switch off Jimmy, or if not, you have other guys that can attack. You have Tyler Hero, uh, who can attack some of their guards, whether it's someone like Seth Curry, uh, Goran Dragic, you have Kyle Lowry, uh, Bam out of I mean, who's going to guard Bam uh, for Brooklyn? Uh, if Simmons is on Jimmy Butler, you saw what Bam did against Andre Drummond uh, during Miami's right. recent win against Brooklyn. Uh, are you going to make Kevin Durant guard Bam and expend all his energy on that end of the floor? So. I think for Miami, I mean, every team's going to have a challenge defending Brooklyn. Uh, we saw mm-hmm. Boston, best defense of the league, have a challenge defending Brooklyn. But what they were able to do is take advantage of it under the floor. And I think that's where Miami – I'm not saying it's going to be an easy matchup that they'll even guarantee to win. But right. when you're looking for advantages in a playoff series, I think that's where Miami has some advantages. Right. Um... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate – isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Speaking of advantages, let's if, let's kind of briefly touch on what I think their biggest advantage would be, would be the bench if Spolstra <laughs> needs to go deep into it. Um, what have you seen from the bench this year? I mean, the bench has been the story of their season. I mean, they going into if I think, you know, we had conversations like this it was a gigantic question mark. No one knew what Gavin could bring. No one knew if Struess was ready for a bigger role. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, people were always obviously fans of Deadman. Sorry, I got a dog here coughing up along in case anyone's wondering <laughs> what's going on. But I, I think the bench has been – it's been remarkable. It's been really good. One thing that makes me nervous about the bench – on one hand, Spo last night called people amateurs for saying uh, if they're worried about trying to make uh, decisions based on who's in the rotation. But you look at a playoff game, you know, I've had this conversation with coworkers at SI, but it's not easy to decide for a four-minute stretch that could end up being the difference in a game which player deserves to be on the floor. How do you know if in these four minutes Caleb Martin or P.J. Tucker is going to be better four minutes, if Gabe Vincent or Victor Oladipo is going to give you a better four minutes, do you go with what's worked? Do you take a risk? Like, those aren't easy decisions. Right. Those, can, those can swing games. Those right. can swing playoff series. And another issue with the bench is, as great as they've played, in the playoffs, you know, every team's going to be playing their starters a ton of minutes. You know, right. the rotations are going to shorten. You're going to have seven man rotations in some games. Uh, starters are going to be playing 40 minutes. So what kind of an impact can those guys have? I mean, we see Vincent perform particularly well as a starter. Mm-hmm. But what kind of impact can Struess have? What kind of an imp- impact can Caleb Martin have when they're also playing against other teams' best players for longer stretches? Right, right. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, in terms of, of the bench, I, you know, and I've, I've been saying all season, the one thing that I do like is that these guys have been getting consistent burn. Um, because, you know, you – with the with the state of the league now, there's so many teams that have injuries. Um, there are just so many teams that are underperforming. So you just don't know from from day to night what you're going to get. So I do like the fact that these guys have been getting consistent burns. So if someone's number is called, you hope um, they perform at least up to the level in which they've been performing all year. Um, but also, you know, that's something to be determined until the playoffs start. So we you know, we don't, we, we really won't know. Um, but I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. It's luckily that's not our job. It's not our job to figure out who's going to have to eat those two, you know, who needs to take those two minutes with six minutes left in a playoff game. So luckily that's not up to us. Um, I also noticed something that I saw on your timeline that you talk about. And I think, Within MHB, I know uh, Siobhan and I talk about this a lot, but the half-court offense. Tell me what you've seen um, go wrong with it, and if you've if you've seen anything where there are positives to take from it. That's a good question. I saw, you know, speaking of MHB people, Alf was uh, going after me after that Sixers game when they pulled away, but. The point remains, you think about the great teams in the league, right? Durant can attack any any defender, and he can mm-hmm. attack switches. Um, and he is Kyrie's kind of release valve if you decide to double him, okay? The Bucks, they can run Middleton, Giannis, pick and roll, right. or throw Giannis the ball on the block when they need a bucket in the half court. Um, Philly has Embiid in the post. Now they have Harden and Embiid pick and rolls. The Suns have the Chris Paul pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, the Mavs have Luka attacking switches. Um, every great team in the league, they have a play they can go to late in the game that usually generates great offense for them. Right. The Heat, you know, people get criticized Duncan Robinson, but so much of what's made that starting fives half-court offense go is, you know, it starts with Duncan getting uh, running around on the perimeter and either attracting two defenders or, you know, creating a late for Bam to roll and break down the defense, et cetera. 
Mm-hmm. I just don't know what the Heat's best play is. I don't know what their go-to play is. And some people say, well, they, the guys haven't been healthy. But even if you just think about it conceptually, what's really hurting them, I think, is Jimmy Butler's jump shot. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Bucks, are another team that I think is a really bad match for them. And people are saying, well, the Heat can, you know, that Heat-Milwaukee game was interesting to me because people are like, the Heat can attack Milwaukee's drop coverage. They can, but they're not going to shoot 50% from three every night. Right. Um, even if they're getting those same open looks. That's a more dangerous game to play. Um, the Bucks just have so much length to throw at Jimmy, at Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, Drew Holiday, the Heat have not had an answer for him. I mean, maybe Kyle Lowry can be that guy. But I just look at their half-court offense. Uh, a game against Philly, even though they pulled away, late in the game, Bam tried to attack a switch. Uh, he couldn't hit the jump shot. His jumper has just not been consistent this year. Um, they tried to run a Hero Bam pick and roll, uh, but Jimmy's guy just – just sagged off of him so far that, right. you know, that play didn't go anywhere. They tried a Jimmy damn pick and roll. Uh, that didn't work because they dropped so far on Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So that to me is their worry. I don't know what their pet play is. I don't know what their go-to action is. Some people think it's going to be Lowry screaming for Jimmy, Jimmy screaming for screaming for some of the other guards. I think that definitely has potential. Right. But to me, it's just their lack of spacing when their best players play together. It, it remains an issue. Right. Um, I definitely agree with that because I think, for, for me, I can see where what was their best play was, you know, get the ball to Jimmy and let Jimmy get downhill. Um, you know, Jimmy's not that same guy anymore. So he can't consistently just keep, you know, honestly throwing his body into the melee to either get the basket or to get to the line. Um, you know, but at one point that was that that was the crunch time offense. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree. I think because his shot is waning, the defense is just sagging off of him and just leaving him wherever he is on the court. Um, I, I really, you know, it's confusing because if you look at their record and like they have beaten pretty much all of the top teams at least once, I still don't have an answer for as to how this is happening. Like, right. if I mean, you, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'll just add, I mean, part of it is you look at, I mean, they beat the Bucks once. I mean, the Bucks were healthy, but then the Heat weren't. So you wonder if the Bucks were up for that game. They beat the Suns when mm-hmm. they weren't healthy. And again, you know, I remember tweeting this and people said you're crazy, but I was like, how's the Heat's offense going to work when Jimmy and Bam return? Because a key to a lot of those crazy wins they had, uh, you know, they had a blowout over Chicago. I mean, they were able to play more shooters and play a more three-point heavy mm-hmm. offense than they're able to play when Jimmy and Bam are healthy. They play two different styles. And, right. you know, you can win some games the way they were playing with their best guys hurt because they shoot enough threes and they have good enough shooters that you can mm-hmm. win some regular season games that way. But you're not playing Max Struess all those minutes right. in the last series. You're not uh, – probably not even playing Vincent as much. I mean, we don't right. even know Vincent's rotation spot is right now with Oladipo coming back. So – to me, it's like you look at the context of some of those big wins. Listen, those were good wins. Those were hard-fought regular season wins. In terms of what they mean for the playoffs, it, it's hard to draw conclusions from those games. Right, right. Um, I want to touch a little bit on BAM because we've seen all the things from BAM this season. We've seen the good. We've seen the bad. We've seen the indifferent. Um what do you when you watch Bam? What are you looking for? I know Spo doesn't like this, and I know you know he Twitter is always talking about this, but I just want to see him, you know, look at the hoop a little bit more. I'm not one of those people that I know some people get mad about the dribble handoffs and um, how much time he spends on the perimeter trying to get the shooters open. I do think you look at Duncan's passing, especially the last couple of weeks. He's seven assists in that Brooklyn game, um, mm-hmm. and they were just killing. Uh, him and Bam were killing the two-man game. To me, I just want to see him shoot more. That's it. At the end of the day, I want to see him shoot more. Right. Because even when the shot's not going in, it keeps the defense honest. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see him attacking the basket. I think what he's been doing in transition has been particularly great. Um, because I think he needs to develop confidence in those short jumpers. And that, that's come and gone this season. Right. And I just think the more he shoots it, the more confidence he's going to gain in that shot, uh, the more defenses will respect it. Right. But 
you know, he's been on a tear lately, and I think it's because, especially what he's doing in transition, taking advantage of mismatches, uh, that's great. Right. But, you know, he it's not an easy balance for him to find because he does get guys open. Um, mm-hmm. He does get their three-point attack going. He does get Robinson going. He does open up the half-court offense in so many ways. But particularly when he has a mismatch, you saw what he begins Vucevic with the Bulls. You know, the Bulls can stay in front of him. Those kinds of nights – he has right. to be in attack mode. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I I don't, you know, hit or miss. I, I want to see him taking those shots. Um, but he flourishes in the open court. And I definitely would love mm-hmm. to see, you know, I'd love to see more of that, more of him even just getting the ball and, you know, putting his head down and, and, and going to the basket because he's a freight train in the open court. And there aren't many players in the league that one can catch up with his speed and two deter him from the basket in the open court. So I definitely would like to see more of that shooting, but I find that he seems such like an unselfish player that, you know, 90% of the time, the last thing that he's worried about is his offense. But I feel like most of the time when he gets his offense, everything else seems to click. The team just moves in such a better way when he's scoring. And I don't know, I personally, that's just how I feel. Um, But I feel like, you know, in such a short amount of time, they got to try to find a happy medium for where he's able to be the playmaker that he is, but he's also able to assert himself in some sort of offensive role. For sure. And, you know, like I said, he doesn't have an easy job. When he is aggressive, it puts so much more pressure on defenses I will say, I mean, one thing that hurts Bam a little bit, the Heat play, I think with the third slowest pace in the NBA, he's someone who deserves to be on the half court running. When we joked about this one night, if you put him on like Charlotte, that team would be sick. He'd be running up and down the floor. Uh, He'd be unstoppable. Um, And I think the Heat lose some of that by playing so slowly. You know, Mm -hmm. people talk about the Kyle Lowry head-to-head passes. They get some early shot clock looks that way, but – it's not a team that's running up and down the floor. I do right. think, you know, we saw an interesting lineup. There was Lowry, Oladipo, uh, Hero, Martin, and Bam. Um, you give me that for four minutes in the playoffs, let that group run a bit. You know, Lowry wants to run, Martin wants to run, Oladipo got and run. Um, you know, I'd like to see that lineup mixed in for some stretches because I think they can, you know, increase their pace to get everyone some good looks. So there's ways to get them going, but – I'm really interested to see what he does in the half court because him and Jimmy have something to prove after the way their playoff series ended last year. I think there are a lot of factors that went into that series. Mm -hmm. The mental and physical exhaustion of playing after the bubble clearly took a toll on on many guys. I mean, look at Bam. He looked so skinny last year compared to last year. Like, he just looked worn down. He'd he'd start games in a full sweat. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I – but they they need to prove, you know, the Bucks just punked them in the half court. It's true. So I, I, I'm curious to see how they respond to that uh, come playoff time. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I, I think they'll be up to the task. You know, I guess there, there's a video if I'm wrong. So we'll find out. Um, all right. So we're going to we're going <laughs> to move along here <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to call the coach's challenge. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Are we ready for this? Let's go, guys. (laughs) Let's do this coach's challenge. So I'm coming back in and let you guys know just how it works. So these are all the questions that came in from the, you know, it was the Discord community, some from Twitter. So this is all from you guys, the community. Now, what's going to end up happening is kind of like around the horn, each person will have one minute to answer. Um, chat, you are in charge of voting on who wins each point. Each question will be worth one point. The person who wins gets to be in charge of if they pick or roll off of the questions that you have been submitting in chat in the next segment. So this is all driven by you guys, chat. This is what you guys, uh, this is all your show now. All right. So Rohan, you're going to go first since you're the guest. Oh, wow. Very cool. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thoughts on someone, Depot's is debut? Can someone read it out? I can't read it. Uh, hit him again, Thoughts Brian. on Depot's <laughs> debut? <laughs> someone recorded their voice. That's it. That was okay. Um, <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> so really enunciated. Um, I thought I thought all the Depot played as well as you could expect. Um, I thought he looked really rusty in that first stint. I think he looked a lot better. Um, I think getting that out of the way, coming back on the court in the second half, um, the shooting was there. I think the shooting is almost going to be more important than anything else. Uh, looked great with that dunk. Uh, obviously drawing charges on defense. It's going to take time with Victor Oladipo. Those are my thoughts on his debut. Um, expecting to be an impact player in a playoff series already, that's such a different level of intensity what he's used to versus a Monday night game against the Houston Rockets in March. So, my thoughts are it's going to take some time, but, you know, promising as it could be. Uh, all right. Since you since you took the uh, – now I got to go. Right. I got to go since all the way to the other side. Now right. Rohan, you have no idea where you're talking about. He's going to be ready for the playoffs. He's going to be giving us 20 minutes a game. <laughs> he, he is going to be kicking ass up and down the court. You have no idea what you're talking about. Did you see what he did last night? Did you see the hezzy? Did you see the spin move? Did you see the dunk? Are you not ready for this? Were you not entertained? Were you? Obviously, you weren't because I don't know what you're, you're talking about. You're playing to the crowd. You're playing to the crowd. This is... <laughs> We can't agree, so it's I got to... unfair fight. You're riling up. <laughs> Everyone's just voting. I'm getting skunked in the votes because I tried to give the real answer. Did you not see him dancing to Peppa's at the end of the game? Did you not see the triumphant return? I, okay. That, that was, um, yes. Deep you bring up him dancing to Peppa's. That was an oversight on my part. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was Depot Day, damn it. All right. Oh, was that Brass? Did you want me to mumble the question? I wanted you, Brass, I wanted you to ask the question like a normal person, not a game show host. That was what bothered me. Uh, with folks on Depot Day, like, I hated it. I hated it. Okay. All right, well, stick really on that one. My apologies for trying to answer the question. Truthfully, there we go. Okay. <sighs> Has Bam been the best player on the Heat since coming back from injury? <laughs> Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I'm gonna take this. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take this. No, he hasn't. And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Tyler Hero. Because honestly, if you look at the games, and of course, I don't care about the numbers, but we got to talk about the numbers when it comes to Tyler. He's, listen, he has kept us in most of the games, period. Like, I don't even know what else to say at this point. Like, has his defense kept us in the games? Nah, he's better on defense. But the points, the assists, and the rebounds, he's doing everything to try to keep us afloat. Like, that's just the reality of it. Bam's been good. Like, I'm not dissing Bam. Bam's been doing his thing. But the reality is, where would this team be if they didn't have Tyler Hero this season? That's that's the big question. That's what I want to know. 
That's what I want to know. Rohan, that's what I want to know. Okay, okay, Tiff. Listen, if this is how we're going to play it, if this is how we're going to play it, if you're asking me where the heat would be uh, without light-skinned Jordan Clarkson, meanwhile, <laughs> Bam Adebayo, what more could you ask from Bam Adebayo, okay? Guard Kevin Durant. Outscore Kevin Durant, okay? Guard this team's best player. Guard this team's best point guard. Uh, I, me, it's been banned out of bio. It's not been close. I think he's the most important player on the team. I really mean that. Um, we were just talking about, I mean, he's had a scoring explosion. He's finally shooting the ball. Uh, he's been incredible. And how can you, what this guy does on a night-to-night -night basis defensively, he is the defensive player of the year. I don't even care about the injury anymore. I don't care that he missed 25 games. There is not a player in the NBA asked to be more asked to do more defensively than Bam Adebayo. Um, there is not a single player in the NBA I would not have confidence uh, with him guarding. That's how good he's been. Uh, you know, game on the line, one possession. Who do I want guarding the other team's best player? It's not Jimmy. It's not PJ. It's not Kyle Lowry. It's Bam Adebayo. And that we, we know we talk about the scoring, but everything he does offensively. I mean. To me, it, it truly has been Bam. I, I know Tiff that we're you know we're having fun here, but uh, that guy is um, such an important part of what the Heat do. It, it's really remarkable. No, I no, I I agree. The vote he is. I think won this. I think you did, Rohan. Did you win? Yeah. No, I I, I really... it's a tie. Tie. Wow. Oh, we got a tiebreaker. I'm, I'm just... We got a tiebreaker. I'm disputing you. I'm disputing the results of this election. I demand a recount. Um, <laughs> unfair. <laughs> Who is? I need, to, I need to see what machines people are voting on. Um, yeah. What is your dream playoff bracket as a fan of the NBA? Oh, Rohan, that's you. Go. I can't with that. <laughs> Uh, what, is, what does that even mean? Like, dream playoff bracket? As a fan of the NBA? I mean, I think we all have to agree. I'll just say some matchups we need to see in the playoffs. Let me put it that way. I think we need to see a healthy Suns team go against a healthy Warriors team. Um, those games early in the season were incredible. Um, the Just the high level of execution between those two teams. We have to see it. The Chris Paul, Steph Curry rivalry. We need to see net Sixers. Let's not beat around the bush. We need to see Ben Simmons going to a game in Philadelphia and Doc Rivers hacking him with three minutes to go and Ben Simmons having to step to the foul line and hit big free throws in front of the fans who want to hurt him. And we need to see Heat Celtics. I'm going to say it. Like, that's been, uh, I think, one of the Heat's biggest rivals over the last 15 years. Uh, they've had some classic playoff series. They've played uh, four times now since 2010. Uh, let's get a fifth one going. I, I think we all want that. So, I mean, I, the, to me, those are the series I want to see at least. I don't know what dream playoff bracket uh, means otherwise, but those are the, some of the series that I'd like to see. How is in votes while I'm answering? That's what I want to know. Like, I just <laughs> someone explain to me what was the, what was the reason someone voted for her during the? I can't have an opinion on, you know, unreal. unreal. <laughs> Do I even answer? Uh... All right. I mean, listen, I I, I agree. You can just turn out the clock. Thank you. I agree with Thank you. Thank you. I, I agree. You you brought up some great matches. I agree. But I mean, you know, listen, whatever whatever is gonna get the heat to the finals, that's what I want to see. And then what I would love no, to see, see. No, see, this is you <laughs> I wanna see competition, Tiff. I wanna see competition. Okay. Yeah, All but, these people are like Oh, the Celtics are going to be tough. Like, grow up, okay? It's, you don't want the easy way. You don't want the easy way through. Listen. I want to see some competition. I want those moments where I'm terrified that it's all going to end. That's what I want. <laughs> Man, my constitution, I'm old, Rohan. I don't want those moments where I feel like it's all going to end. I want something easy. Listen, I, <laughs> I want something easy. But you know what I would love? I. Honestly, what I would love to see, I don't know how, by hook or by crook, the Lakers could sneak in, but I'd love to see them play the Grizzlies. That's the series. 
that I got earmarked that I yes. would love to see. Yes. LeBron versus the kids. And it's possible. That's, the Lakers go up to seven. Yeah. That's what I want to see. That would that's be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just want to see, I, to me, I mean this genuinely, like people get so wrapped up in, and I get it, right? You play, you play the game to win a championship. I obviously understand all that, but like, don't forget about enjoying the ride. Like, right. If the Heat were never down three two in Austin in twenty twelve, we never see LeBron's game six. Right. If the Heat don't go down five with two seconds left against San Antonio, we never see the Ray Allen three. Like, you only get those great moments because there are moments of despair. There are moments where you think you're gonna lose. Um, that is what makes the playoffs so exciting. Like, I just want to see competitive games um, because that's when you get the greatest moments right. uh, when your team's pushed to the brink. You don't get those great moments when uh, you're just running through the playoffs. So I, I want to see the heat tested. I want right. to see them respond to tests, and I want to see them respond to competition. I think the best thing about what we see in the East right now is that there's competition up and down the board. So I feel – I. Mm -hmm. I honestly think that, like, I don't think any team's going to have a walk in the park, even if there's a 4-2 situation, you know, or anything of that nature. But luckily, like, the East has been kind of rounded out. Like, it seems like all the teams have matured. So I'm hoping that mm -hmm. it's just competitive across the board in the East. Because, you know, you still want to have some fun. You still want to sure. have some, sure. oh, my, you want the, oh, my God, moments. Because that's what you talk about the next day. Like you want those moments too. So I literally think exactly. that I literally I think it's going to be, it, it's going to, it's going to be a nice, like, I think we're going to be su like pleasantly surprised by the playoffs this year. So I'm excited. I'm excited. What do you think offers for Caleb Martin will look like this off season? Mm. Um, God, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, I, I do think it's this offseason's not the best offseason to be a free agent. There's not a ton of teams with cap space. Uh, we did see a couple teams create cap space for themselves. I mean, you look at a team like Portland, they're trying to rebuild. Granted, I think they have a bad history with, with throwing big money um, at guys, so maybe they're not going to get involved. But I, I don't know if you're going to have a robust market only because that's just not how this summer is looking uh, right. in terms of uh, cap space. So now you're looking at the exceptions, mini mid-levels, mid-levels, et cetera. Um, you know, I'm curious to see what the Heat do because if Oladipo plays well, um, they have his bird rights. He's going to command a certain amount of money. Um, are they going to pay Oladipo, uh, Martin, Vincent, Struess, all these guys? Um, they've not been great about dipping into the luxury tax. So, I do think the Heat will try to bring him back only because he's one of the younger players on a very old team. They need some PJ insurance. Um, I, I could see them giving, you know, whatever mid-level they'll end up this year, but I think it's going to be around there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I, I would assume based on what we've seen so far, they would want him back. Um, as far as the money, yeah, there's not a lot floating around, but I feel like the little bit that's floating around, somebody's going to throw it at him. And then, you know, it's it's the chicken or the egg situation. Like, if Vic is looking really good, there's only so much money. And if they're not going to dip into the tax, then either you're, you're moving pieces to keep him or you need to keep multiple pieces because you need these guys for your bench. Um, I'd like to see him back with the Heat. Honestly, I honestly think it's 50-50 at this point. Also, because we don't know what's going to happen with Victor. So I think that's right. that's a big part of it. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, listen, I, one thing I'll say about this group, like, you know, sometimes I see people on Twitter be like, oh, they should trade this guy. They can just find another one. Like, um, this is a rare team, a rare mix of talent, and a rare mix of guys that really play for each other. And I just hope people don't take that for granted. You know, every NBA season I cover, I can't tell you the number of guys after every year and what do they tell you about what they'll miss the most? They'll, they'll always say, we'll never have this exact group together again. And for the Heat, like, you might not have this exact group together again. It's been such a special team. Um, look at Depot thanking Gabe and Struess for giving up their minutes the other night. Um, right. it, it just doesn't always happen like this. 
And I just hope like people don't lose sight of that. Like it's not so easy to replace um, the personalities and all those things. So uh, it's um, it's a really special group, and I hope they're able to keep them uh, together for as long as possible. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Who would win in a playoff series? The 2022 Heat or the 2013 Heat? Stop. I'm not even going to take a minute for this one. Uh, the 2013 Heat are going to win. Yeah. Like, I don't even I don't even know what we discuss about it. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> like... Um, we just saw LeBron with a worse team beat Jimmy in the finals, and Jimmy was playing the best basketball of his life. Obviously, the team was hurt, but listen, we're talking LeBron, D. Wade, Bosh, Battier, Chalmers, Ray Allen. I mean, if the, especially if we're playing by today's rules, right. and Spo just says F it and plays small the whole time, uh, plays Braun with shooters the whole time. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, – and that's not, that's not a slight on the 2022 Heat. Let's just not right. forget how great the 2013 Heat were. They won 27 games in a row during right. the regular season um, back in time when things weren't affected by COVID, et cetera. So let's not let's not shovel dirt on the 2013 Heat, okay? That's an all-time squad with LeBron in his prime. Uh, Chris Bosh, I mean, yeah, that team's winning. That team's winning. But you know what? Let's maybe – we'll ask Spo or we'll ask uh, – maybe we'll ask UD. Maybe we'll ask UD. <laughs> well – I, I definitely agree. I even if you if you think about it in this way with you know, you can't even you you can't touch anyone in certain aspects of the game and it's a foul. So that in itself plays right into D Wade's hands with the way that he he's herky, he's jerky <laughs> with the pump fakes and all like literally all of that plays right into and and think about like today's game with Chris Bosch. Like he would be the perfect center. Bosh would, today's be game. Bosh would be sick right now. Oh, could you imagine if Bosch and Bam so, yeah, this play is... together? Yeah, that's a, oh. that's a tough one to play together. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, gosh, I... yeah. I mean, you're looking at the match Bosch versus Bam, Braun versus Jimmy, or Braun versus PJ, Wade versus Jimmy, um, Chalmers and Lowry. I mean, it would be a, listen. It would be a dogfight. It'd be a hell of a series. Bill you know, Wade is going to get tired of chasing around Duncan Robinson at some point. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it would be it would be a good matchup for sure. Yeah. So these next one we don't have recorded because these are the ones from chat. Um, Tiff, you won your the inaugural coaches challenge. So you get to either pick or Listen, roll off of these questions. Listen, I'm, and, I have a message um, for everyone in the chat. Let's grow up and show some guts. These people, these people, no one just wants to be told everything's going to be great. Their life's going to be easy. This seems going to be all right. Just all right. Let's. Sorry, sorry, somebody had to tell you how it is. Right. To, oh. to be fair, Rohan. These children I mean, in the chat. <laughs> you, you both missed all the correct answers, um, which was heat and five for all five questions. So, <laughs> okay, well, on to the pick and roll, guys. Okay. So, thoughts on the Russell Westbrook situation? Um, I'll pick it. I'll pick it. Uh, it's interesting because there's so many ways you can you can look at this uh, catastrophe that seems to be unfolding every day in front of us. Because um, it's like you're you know you're a professional athlete and things come with that. Uh, openly being criticized for your your sport in which you play that comes with that, right? Um, but I think we, we lose sight with the fact that like once we start talking about somebody's family and their wife and their kids and once you start wishing like ill will on people, you're you're no longer like the fan 
because now you you've like really crossed into like fanatic territory where it's like to me i find it like a little bit scary and unsettling that like you're sending like death threats to his wife because nobody's judging like i feel like no one's judging you for judging his game because it's on public display so we can all talk about it whenever we want and that's just what it is um but but people are seemingly like they're crossing this line every night where they're including his wife and his kids and his mother where it's like this it's like just weird to me now yeah to i completely agree with you like it, to me it's sad i don't i don't root for basketball players to be bad the more good players are on the nba the more fun it is for us to watch mm-hmm. when russell westbrook was at his best it was fun to watch and like you know and you know, it's unfortunate when people are involving his family. And I'm with you. Like, I've never been the type that's like, I'm making fun of a guy's name. I'm making fun of a guy's appearance. If they don't play well, they don't play well. And that's right. that. Um, so to me, yeah, to me, it's just unfortunate. It's sad. Like, yeah, criticize his game all you want. Tell him to stop shooting. Groan when he shoots. That's fine. But like, you know, even the West Brick stuff, like to me, it's just like, it's just not even, it's not worth it. Like, what's the point of that? Like, and I'm with you, you know, like, it's okay to boo. It's okay to boo even, but right. yeah, just, you know, the stuff with his family now, like, that's just sad. I don't, I don't know how anyone can find any kind of, like, joy or humor in that or anything like that. Right, right. No, I, I agree. Okay. So on to the next question. Rohan, drip or drop? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, shout out to Alex on Hangover Time, who's like, somehow created an entire brand around uh, the phrase drip drop. Um, it's his Twitter bio. I mean, uh, good for him, good for you guys, good for what you're doing on Hangover Time. I'm going to stick with an ice latte. I don't know where that falls in the uh, the drip or drop category. Some of you know the answer either. <laughs> Listen. Um, you, you, you know, leave me out of it. Leave me out of it. That's all I ask. <laughs> I guess a drip. I guess a drip. Next question. Who is the most, the more famous first guest of the show, Rohan or his casting couch? Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to, um, I want to roll on past that. <laughs> yeah. yeah let's roll on that one. Thank you. <laughs> what do you all think about the apparent return of Keith? <sighs> I mean, he's needed. I see people get excited. Do you think so? Really? I think he might. You know what it is? Um, I'm interested in PJ getting a rest. So I'd like to see him come back and and play some of those minutes because I definitely like to see PJ get a rest going into the playoffs. Now, as far as playoff rotation, I don't know. I just need people to be prepared. Like, I'm all for PJ getting rest, maybe even sit PJ out a couple games, but just be prepared for the Heat not to play as well in those games because I think people are like, oh, once we get Keith back, and I'm like, really? I mean, he was, it's not that he was bad during the regular season, but he's not like he's this huge difference maker. Right. I mean, someone in the chats when Caleb and the Achilles do, that's good. I mean, it can't help to just have his body for the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who can play and play well with the team, but. Yeah, if we're talking regular season, I definitely think he can help uh, take some of the load off guys like PJ and Caleb. Playoff rotation, to be honest, like I don't know, uh, I don't know how much of a difference he's going to make for that. Right. Yeah. And for our final question, which coach do you worry about most in the playoffs? Hmm. Rohan, take it. That's a really good question. I think the 
next best coach in the East is Nick Nurse. And the Raptors have given the Heat trouble, to be honest. Um, and I think Nick right. Nurse is really creative. And you give him an opportunity to game plan for just your team, he's going to figure something out that's effective. So does he have the talent, I think, to overcome Miami? I'm not sure. Do I think if they somehow got Toronto in the first round, it'd be a tough series? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Nick Nurse, I think, is a fantastic coach. Think of what they've dealt with the last couple of years. They played an entire season in Tampa. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this year, the fans left the arena again. Um, they've been playing some of these crazy lineups. So I like, I like Nurse a lot. Um, I just don't know how if his team will have enough talent uh, to overcome. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really like Nick Nurse. Okay. I, I definitely agree. I think that's like the, the first name that came to me. Um, are we, are we worried about Doc Rivers? I will say for what it's worth, he's, he, he's staggering and beating Harden in a way that he never did with an Embiid and Simmons. And that's already a massive improvement. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, he has the experience. He's not going to get scared. He's not going to flinch. Right. Um, he knows how to motivate his team. Even if he's not necessarily like an X's and O's guru or wizard, like a Ty Lue, for example, I think he is better in that regard. But I think Doc uh, knows how to manage a team through a playoff run, and that's not easy. Um, and the fact that he's got him beaten hard and uh, makes them scary for sure. I agree. I agree. I think that is the perfect place for us to wrap up. Rohan, tell people where they can find you. I don't know that anyone in this chat is going to want to read my work, frankly. They seem to be pretty upset with me. Um, I, I apologize to anyone uh, who I offended, but uh, please feel free to check out my articles on SI.com. Tim, thank you so much for having me on your first show. Shout out to honestly all the Miami Heat Beat crew. You guys do, uh, are so generous with your time, giving me the platform, uh, promoting my work. I really appreciate it. It's always fun to talk uh, Heat basketball with you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you giving us your time. So for myself and Brian, the shadow producer, we want to thank everybody for tuning in for the first episode. Hopefully only up from here. I don't know. I guess I'll find out on the replay how, how bad or how great we did. But I um, just want to say to you guys, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Have a good night. Great show, everybody.